Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Here with you on a... Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday morning. We are glad to be with you here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. This weekend, if you're in Starville, we definitely suggest you swing by there. Get yourself a little, little morning sunshine or maybe a little afternoon delight. Those aren't names of the drinks. They're just what I'm telling you they are right now. They could be called that, I was going to say, it really does sound like something that could be on the menu. Like the morning sunshine, what would be in that? Like, what, what would be the, the thought process behind it? The afternoon delight is like a double espresso. You, I, need, yeah. I need to wake up. I don't know. Morning sunshine. we got to figure that out. Well, that, Sounds like something with orange, but I don't know if orange and coffee oh, no, mix no, no. at all. No. So. But we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. And when we do, that's a million-dollar idea. Yeah. Once again. So, uh, also want to thank our friends over at College Corner. Hopefully, hopefully you've gone by there and picked up all the stuff you're going to need to make your watch party the best it can possibly be. They have all the great stuff there to deck out your house in maroon and white. They've got the plates, platters, all the tailgating supplies, all the games, all the flags, and, of course, can't be a party without some logo wear. you got to be repping the maroon and white on your on yourself, on your person, as it, if you will. So, head by there today. Two locations in Jackson. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Advantage Business Systems wants you taking care of your business. They want to help you do that. They want to make sure your business is working as efficiently as it possibly can. So why don't you give them a call today and find out how they can help you, how they can put 45 years of experience in this state to work for you. Whatever it is you're looking to do, whatever you're trying to upgrade in your business, they have a solution for you. Give them a call at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com to find out how Advantage Business Systems can help your business do business. Joel T. Woo. We are after the podcast, after the uh, press conference today because I, of what I wanted to talk about. And thankfully. But, but before the NLCS, thank you. Yeah, oh yeah, we were, we're squeezing this in. We, we had a plan. <laughs> All right. I, I'm like Dutch Vanderlyn. I have a plan, but I actually got my plan to work. And unlike Mississippi State, we had precision and we executed. Right. So. Yes. Yes. There you go. Speaking of. Yes. Mississippi State. This is the question everybody's going to be asking all week, so let's ask it right now. And is that is there going to be a change at quarterback? I will answer it the way that Mike Leach has answered it. We'll see. <laughs> that was a very non-committal answer by him, but at the same time, it tells you something that he didn't just come out and say, "No, KJ's our starter." You know, last year with Moorhead, he was pretty, for the most part, he was pretty committed to whoever the starting quarterback was going to be. Now it changed week to week, but he would tell you on Monday, "This is who we're going with." Uh, Dan Mullen. Pretty much outside of the uh, infamous four-headed QB monster of the 2016 offseason, pretty much you knew who was going to be getting there under center. Um, Didn't was it 2012? Whenever we got, or was it 2013? Whenever you'd get 
both Dak and Tyler on the jumbotron. Yes, yes, that, that was <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, so what I what I take from that is this: is that if the game was today, KJ Costello would start at quarterback for Mississippi State, but because we have to go through a week of practice and they want to see how everybody looks, there's a good possibility, and I I don't know how good good is fifty one percent. Maybe. I don't know. 50%. 50-50. That it could be Will Rogers. What do you think? I, I lean more heavily towards KJ Costello. Because you may disagree with what I'm about to say. I still feel like, despite the fact that we're apparently at a point where we're, you know, State's going to throw a pick six a game, I still feel like that for this year, right now, against Texas A&M this Saturday... It's K.J. Costello that gives you the best chance to win. You may disagree with that, but you said it yourself um, on yesterday's show. I kind of disagree with your premise of it, but mm-hmm. you, you said that you didn't see anything out of Will Rogers that you know gave you just this humongous hope for the future kind of deal. I still think he's got a promising future, mm-hmm. but I think you're right in that you didn't see anything that said, you know what, against Texas A&M Saturday, it's going to be a different story. Um I mean, he's still got some growing up to do. So I think, despite his flaws, I mean, we, we've seen what K.J. Costello can do at LSU. I think K.J. Costello gives you the best chance to win the game. So, you know, with me not going to practice, me just sitting in a podcaster's chair, if you tell me to name the starting quarterback, I'm choosing K.J. Costello. Right. And that's the thing. You know, we don't, we don't get to see practice. So we don't, we don't know what's going on there. Mike Leach, we'll see what's going on there. And that's where Mike Leach, I think, will make. It. I think, I think, I, I believe Mike Leach when he talks about there's going to be open competition. I do too, but I don't read a ton into him not declaring KJ the starter today. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Because we went through a six, seven week fall camp where everybody in their grandmama's grandmama knew KJ Costello was going to be the starting quarterback, and he didn't really officially say that till it was game week, wasn't it? Right. It was, it was so maybe the, a few days before. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't too long. We did it. hear KJ's ahead. KJ's ahead. We heard right. that multiple times. But I don't know. It'd be interesting. This Wednesday is the next is the next Mike Leach media availability on the SEC teleconference. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he tips his hand at all, saying so and so's ahead, kind of thing, like he did during fall camp. I, I don't know if he will, but. If you had to put money on it, would you guess KJ Costello? <sighs> yes. Because to me, if you go Will Rogers now, if you commit to Will Rogers now, you almost just have to commit to Will Rogers. Period. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't. I don't think there's any coming back to KJ at that point, barring injury. You're but just committing to the future. Didn't we say sort of the same thing? I with, think we did. with Schrader and Stevens. I though, think we did. But there was injury or something. I don't. I don't know why. I, I, it was the Arkansas game. Where where he didn't where he didn't play where Schrader didn't play and we didn't really have an explanation for why he didn't play he was dressed but he didn't play um, and then you know they went with Stevens the next two games and then Tommy got hurt and then the Egg Bowl and then we all know what happened with Garrett in the bowl game so on and so forth I, I, yeah but this is barring injury yeah I think if you go to Will Rogers here you're, you're going to Will Rogers and you're just gonna let 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 it let it ride and see what happens for the future I I, I agree with that. What changes for you in terms of predictions or anything like that if that change does happen? In terms of this week? Are you asking just one just game or in, in the, the season? season? Yeah. I mean, I don't really even know right now what my... 
expectation level for the season is. I'm still trying to figure that out <laughs> after after the That's fair. whirlwind of the last three weeks. But I do think if you told me today that Will Rogers becomes the starter starting this week, my expectations, wherever they may be, are down just a notch. How can they not be? Like That's you fair. have a you have a guy. I don't care how promising his future is. It is. It seems to me like it would be incredibly rare for a guy to come in like a Will Rogers. And and look, particularly if the offensive line continues, I hate to keep harping on it, but if if three keep beating five and you got a true freshman back there that the game's already probably sped up on him as, as a, opposed to K.J. Costello, grad transfer, been doing it for years. Um, if they keep getting beat in other areas, offensive line, Mike Leach talked today about some receivers not running crisp routes, so you may have four or five wide, and and yeah, maybe two or three of those guys do the right thing, but the other two or three don't, and so that kind of messes up the spacing for the other two or three. And if you have everybody not doing their job, I don't really think having a true freshman out there is what you want right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like if everybody else was doing their job, the O line was at the top of their game, and the receivers were at the top of their game, and you just had KJ. Like you could literally point at KJ Costello and say he is messing up all the time. It is totally his fault. Then I'm okay with going ahead and making the Will Rogers change. But you don't have that. You don't have good execution out of your offensive line. They're getting whooped three on five. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be a receivers coach or a head coach or an offensive coordinator or whatever. But apparently they're seeing receivers not run correct routes, which is messing things up for everybody else. Changing quarterbacks doesn't change the rest of that. And yeah. so I don't think putting a true freshman in that situation is the answer, personally. Yeah, I mean, the the, the only thing I would say is, when you're talking about changing quarterbacks, to me, unless unless there's an injury, is I want to see something from the – I want the backup to have something that the starter doesn't have. You know, when you had Dak and Tyler Russell, right? Dak had something in terms of mobility that Tyler didn't have. And, and sort of like, so, you know, I feel like KJ and Will are just like older, one's an older version of the other one. The best case scenario for Mississippi State, the state, the situation, the scenario, I'm sorry, that leads to the most success for Mississippi State this season is for KJ Costello to figure it out, to stop throwing the ball to the other team and just continue throwing the ball to his his teammates. I mean, think about that. Think about his his line. What was he? He was 36 of 55, right? Yeah. I think that's right. Something like that. With four picks. So what if he's 40 of 55 with no picks? I mean, you might win the game you because you handed the them two touchdowns. Right, you probably win the game. Because, I mean, and one of those picks was off of Jaden Wally's hands in the end zone. If that's yes. a completion, or, that's a seven-point swing. So, yeah, the best-case scenario for State, and I think what Mike Leach is going to give at least one – got to remember there's a bye week coming up, too. And so if it doesn't work out this week, you have another, you have 14 days – to reevaluate everything, and then it—I mean, it would be a hell of a thing to tell Will Rogers, "Okay, here's your first start at Alabama." But by that same token, and it didn't work out in terms of wins or losses. That's what Ole Miss did last year with Plumlee. And they put him out there, and what did he do? He produced. So, the best case we'll see what happens this Saturday is that Costello comes out and throws the ball effectively and moves the football and doesn't give it away, and you can just move forward from there. Here's my question now. Does it really matter? Let's say KJ Costello and playing him gets you, a I don't know, another win this year as yep. opposed to if it's Will Rogers. 
does it really matter if you go five and five or four and six? No. So I say saying that I'm, I guess I'm playing devil's advocate to my own argument a while ago, saying I, I would start KJ Costello. Now I'm making the argument for Will Rogers in that. At what point do you just say it doesn't matter if you go five and five, four and six? Let Will go out there and take his lumps now. Yeah. When when does it? When do you reach that point? <sighs> maybe just, maybe after Alabama. Does it? Because I mean that's a, that's a tough thing to say. It is. It is. Your first starts there. As a, I mean, not, that's not a whole lot better. You come home and you can play Auburn. This is the SEC. There's no, there's no easy games in there. But if, if you lose the next two, and then you're sitting at what one and five or one and four, I guess. Which again, again, from my predictions, would be right on. Which is crazy to think about, but you would be. Um, but then you know, you can say, okay, the last month of the season, let's treat that as a. A, a jump start for Will Rogers into next year, you know, and you let him play the last four. I guess that's less five games of the year. But you know, if Costello can turn it around, then you, you stick with him and you just sort of see what happens. Again, I'm not saying it's easy to stop throwing interceptions, but it feels like that's that's easier than expecting a true freshman to come in and be a difference maker right off the bat. Yeah, of course. Let's not forget who did KJ Costello say helped teach him this offense. Will Rogers. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it's a question of Will Rogers' knowledge of the offense, knowledge of the system. I think it's it's, it's just more of, you know, is he... It's a, one thing to know it, it's another to have... To do it. To get out there and your nerves yeah. be calm and the game be slowed down and... Right. Yeah. Right. But if you're going to do... Now, that being said, if you're thinking, okay, we're going to have this bye week to reevaluate, maybe you go ahead and pull the trigger now because you let him get his first start at home. So there's a lot of different angles, a lot of different ways to look at it. Uh, the, the the truth of the matter is we aren't going to know what the case is until uh, a few hours before kickoff, probably on Friday. We know who it's not going to be. Not going to be Garrett Schrader and Jalen Maiden. Neither one of them are going to be the guy. Yeah. So. so if you're clamoring for Garrett Schrader, uh, I asked Mike today about it. You may have seen it by now, but he basically said can't be reshuffling the deck. I agree with that too. Yada yada, and you got to. Commit to this. And, I would. I would love he, for him to he come said up it's with KJ. Will I agree with that? And I don't think there'll ever be a full time shift. But man, I would love to see him a, come package. Up with a package. Yeah, just just a couple of plays where you know third and one, and you know he's in front, and you got Kylan Hill maybe a step in front of him, and he's the lead blocker, and just smash straight ahead and get those first downs. I mean, I could draw up this play, Brian, because right now, what's Garrett Schrader? Yeah, a receiver. Yeah. Just do the little shift thing where, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where you get uh, KJ or somebody to go to receiver. Yeah. Here comes Garrett to take the snap. Yeah, straight up the middle. A straight wildcat play is all yeah. that is. You know, you, yeah. you know it well from the Ronnie Brown days in, in Miami. Absolutely, yeah. that's all it is. You know, you, you basically you tell Schrader you're not a quarterback, you're a wildcat quarterback. There's a difference. That would be an easy and f- simple solution that I would almost be willing to guarantee. Would be would get MSU first downs and would set up a hell of a fake for when he finally decides he wants to throw the ball and then it's like, okay Schrader's in load up the line and all of a sudden now we're going four verts so can, and he's just got to go throw it over the top which he can do. It sounds so simple. Why do coaches never do it? Why? Why? why I don't do know. The, if I knew, the, where's Rick Ray? If I knew the answer to that, I'd make a lot more money. I don't know the answer to that. But it it, se- it seems simple. If if we were in the backyard and had the option to do that play and just confuse never, our opponent, we would, would never, do, it never, time. Time. Yeah. 
why? There's no way. Not? There's no way you're going to convince Brian Haydad sitting right here that on third and one that I could snap the ball to Garrett Schrader and he plunges in the line that he's not getting a first down. That, that that's not going to happen, and that you're not going to convince me that after the fifth or sixth time you did it, the defenses aren't going to be ready for you to throw it over the top of them. Those things are true. Adam Adam to yesterday's list. So. But yet. You can happen. guarantee it's, it's not going to happen. Exactly. So. so let's move on into our SEC picks. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. We want to remind you that this week, if you're planning on coming up to Starkville or if you're just going to be in Starkville or in the area and you want to have something delicious to eat around the game, well, they've got you taken care of. Give them a call and order a whole beef tenderloin, a strip loin, or a whole ribeye. Happy to cook it up for you and have it ready for you on Saturday. Need to get those orders in by tomorrow if you want to have that for this weekend. Or if you just want to cook it yourself, give them a call and let them place a special order for you or just come by and pick up a ribeye, pick up a strip, pick up some fillets. Pick up a big chuck roast, a brisket, some beef ribs. all Everything you want to throw on the grill around Mississippi State football, around tailgating, is available for you at Welcome Home Beef. Call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. And whether they're cooking it or you're cooking it, one thing's for sure. It just tastes good. All right, we are still t- uh, you are still one game up on me uh, yes. as of uh, this week. So if we just pick the same from here on out, I you're, win. You're going to win. So I have to make sure that that doesn't happen. <laughs> That is my goal. We've got. Didn't we in the past? I mean, not. Well, I don't think we've had a game yet where it really mattered. But didn't we in the past like one, two, three pick? And yes, we have done that. So. Yes. We'll get to that when we, if we down need down to. the road if yeah. we need to. We'll. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I don't care. I'm not. I, I don't either. I, I, I'm going, I don't think I have ever picked a pick just because you picked it. Our our listeners care about that a lot more than you do. You and I do. Yeah. It's 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 interesting. But all right, here we go. Florida hosting LSU. What's a reasonable over-under on this game? 75 and a half? I'm trying to think what the... Because I just looked a minute ago what the actual what it actually over-under... Is, if I said 75 and a half, what do you say? Uh, that sounds about right. Let's see here. Our good friends in the desert at Bovada have it as... Well, they don't have a uh, an over-under available? If you look on ESPN and look at the schedule or scoreboard or whatever it is and look at this week's game it'll give you an over under okay from the caesar's sports book because that's what i was looking at you know the actual caesar did not live there did not didn't did know not. that so <laughs> uh, let's see here no that's last week all right we're going here why would you why this is one of those things that espn does a lot that makes me really upset like if i'm googling college football schedule why do i care about last week i want to see this week uh, let's see here. Florida versus e- versus uh, LSU. I know our listeners love. They love when we take time out of the day like this. Um, well, it's just more time they get to spend with you and I. It's 70 and a half. I would definitely take the over on that. Yeah, I think I would. I too. mean, you can easily tell me that this game is going to finish. 45-35, something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Well, 45-35, yeah, it's 80. So, yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, that said, who's going to win? Uh, Florida is going to win this game. Yeah, I'm going to take the Gators here in a, in a shootout. And I kind of uh, thought that before we realized LSU is not that good. So, And I kind of thought that before we realized Florida's defense isn't that good either. But yeah, so. I think Florida just has more firepower at the end of the day. Let's save the big one Okay. for the end here. Uh, Kentucky at Tennessee. Uh, Kentucky got their first win of the season, obviously. Tennessee, their first loss of the season. 
If you listen to our interview last week with John Hale, he said one thing is for sure, Kentucky very rarely beats Tennessee. What do you got for this one? I'm going with the Vols, Jeremy Pruitt and company. Okay. I'm going to stick with you on this one, too. I I like that. I like that. Uh, Missouri hosts Vanderbilt. Missouri coming off a huge win. Are they due for a letdown? You know, it'd be very SEC of them to now all of a sudden lose to Vandy, but I'm not picking that. Right. Going going with Missouri, and I may double it. Can I do that? Can you, I say I may? Or you, do I have to call that now? You need to pick, yeah. You got to say. You got to lock in that doubler. Ah. We need, I need like some, some like a cha-ching or something. Yeah, when what's the other? Into. What's the other games? Uh, your remaining games are South Carolina and all hosting Auburn, and we have Arkansas hosting Ole Miss, and then we have the big game. I'll never have another opportunity to. Uh, yeah, this is where go you, with if you're going to use Missouri. I'm going to use Missouri here, and I'm going to clench my teeth in doing it. Okay, uh, I'm definitely going to take Missouri to. Uh, to win, the only other option for me is South Carolina Auburn. Do I really want to put my faith in the Auburn Tigers? I'll leave that up to you. I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm going to have to stick with you on this one. Where I'll double with Missouri. <laughs> yeah, I just I can't see myself committing. Even though I think they'll win pretty easily, I can't commit to that. And that's so that's our next game. So I'll tell you right now that I'm picking Auburn to beat South Carolina. As am I. All right. Uh, Arkansas hosts Ole Miss. Arkansas is obviously. A lot better. I don't know if they're good, but they're not putrid anymore. They have they have they have cut the mold off. They don't stink out loud. They look fresh. That's a. I mean, I'm interested to see where that program goes going forward. Um, Ole Miss, such an interesting team, right? Offensively, they're fantastic. Yeah. Defensively, they are historically bad. Yeah. They are one of the. They may be the worst defense in the country. Um, I don't know what Arkansas did offensively against uh, Auburn right off the top of my head. Let me see if I can find that real quick while we're talking. Um, I'll pick it. You're going to go ahead and pick? Unless you want to go first. I don't care because I already know who I'm picking. Well, then go. I I feel like I know who I'm picking. I just want to see what the numbers were. Ole Miss is going to outshoot them no matter what they do. I'm, I'm, I'm riding with the Rebels in this one. Arkansas had 437 yards of offense on Auburn. Ole Miss has given up like 630 yards of offense a game, but I guess I, I think Arkansas is going to score. I'm I not think saying I not. think your point is correct, though. In a shootout, I'd rather have the better offensive team. So yeah, we'll go with Ole Miss. So I don't think we're going to have. Well, I don't know. We might have some changes here. Here's the big one: Saturday night in Tuscaloosa, Georgia versus Alabama, SEC championship game preview. This was already scheduled for this season. This was going to happen one way or the other. It should have already happened. It was week three uh, originally, but here we are now. This is a huge game. One thing I know about these teams is I like Georgia's defense better, Yep. but I like Alabama's offense better. So how's that going to play out? I'm riding with Saban here. I I don't know that they're going to win, but I can live with losing if I picked Alabama and then they just get upset. I would be mad at myself if I picked Georgia and then Alabama does what I kind of think they're capable of doing anyway. So I'm, I'm going to go with Alabama. Saban assistants are still over, right? 21 and 0. <laughs> over against him. So I, I will continue to go with Alabama. And if I lose it here, I'll just tip my hat. If you want to go with Georgia and beat me, I'll tip my hat to you. 
I think Georgia might be better than them. But but I have sort of the same way. Like I don't want to say that I lost because I picked Vanderbilt. I don't, don't want to say lose I lost because I picked against, against Alabama. Alabama. That's how, that's where I was too. On a neutral field, because I here's what I think: Alabama. A lot of these schools now are just saying the heck with these these requirements. They're just bringing people in. I mean, what, look at Texas A&M last week. There were fifty thousand people in there easily. So I think there'll be a big crowd. Be about fifty thousand Tuscaloosa, and that'll be an advantage. Um, I just don't think it's going to be a shootout, and I think Alabama will have enough offense to win. I think it's going to be a really good game, though. Yep. I could be wrong about that, but I think it's going to be a really good game. I'll take Alabama. No differences for us this week. Still early in the year. Oh, still, we got we got a lot got of time. Six for more games. We got we got nobody's even had a bye week yet. We're we're we got. Oh, I'm sorry, an off week. We we got a long way to go. I mean, a long way to go. So yeah, that's what that's what we'll do uh, when they get there. So okay, just to recap our picks, we're both taking Florida over LSU, both taking Alabama over Georgia, both taking Tennessee over Kentucky. Both taking Missouri over Vanderbilt. That's our doubler pick for the week. Both taking Auburn over South Carolina. We're both taking Ole Miss over Arkansas. What was our one? Oh, I remember what it was. I picked it's Auburn. Kentucky, you picked Auburn. Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Auburn screwed me again. <laughs> Unbelievable. All righty then. That's today's show. Uh, tomorrow's show is the rumblings, so you know what to do. Get us your questions in. We've got some great interviews lined up for this week as well. Hopefully this week's rumbling show doesn't get... Eaten. Cross your fingers, knock on wood, do whatever you got to do. Um, I'm going to change my the way I uh, upload shows. Like that show, just to give you guys a little inside look, I had it, I, 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 you know, we record on one computer. I download that file and email it to my, my laptop. When I got home, the file on my laptop was corrupted somehow. And then when I got back here, I had already deleted the, and it, all that was left was the corrupted file. I will not delete anything until I have the show completely produced at this point at my desk and ready to go. So we, we were going to avoid that situation uh, going forward. Well, but we've got interviews this week. I've talked to Jeff Tarpley from uh, Gig'em 24-7. And I can't wait to talk to this young lady. <laughs> but Casey Smith from Barstool Sports and, of course, podcast host of Unnecessary Roughness with one Brandon F. Walker will join the show. I told her to come equipped with a ridiculous Brandon Walker story, to which she said she had plenty, to which I said, well, that makes two of us. <laughs> so I can't wait to talk to her. And, of course, she and Brandon are headed to Starkville this weekend. Uh, I'm sure when Brandon booked that trip right after the LSU game, he thought it would be a little different. But that's life as a Mississippi State fan, as many of you probably know. And we'll have some other stuff this week as well. Don't forget, on Saturday, I'll be hosting the Mississippi Peanut Supply Tailgate Show on WKBB 100.9 Super Talk FM up here in the Golden Triangle. We'll have a replay of that Tarpley interview. Plus, I'll be talking to MSU receivers coach Dave Nickel uh, about what's going on with his group uh, and trying to see how, you know, get his ideas on what's wrong with this offense and how they can fix it going forward. So, a lot of that on Saturday. That's three hours before kickoff. So, that would be a noon start for the pregame show. And uh, a lot of good stuff this week on Thunder and Lightning as well. So, a lot of great stuff from me. And from Joel over at Cowbell Corner, you know the content flows over there like the sacramental wine. I I wouldn't let, not to the regular wine, the sacramental wine. Sure. You know, what do do y'all, what do y'all drink? At at the CP Church there, good old Enon is grape juice, yeah. Yeah, little Welch's grape. 
Yeah, actually, it's kind of during the uh, COVID situation. Yeah, it has changed to there's. I, I don't know who who produces these, but we have these little bitty. It's like grape juice cups, and on top there, it's like sealed off with the the little piece of uh-huh. bread or whatever, and like it's all sealed where it's individually. And what you'll eat so like a piece of be, bread and a, and a little. Wine. What you should just do is give them a grape gusher. <laughs> That can be instead of bread. We got the gusher as the body, and the gushing is the wine. Yeah, it almost looks like it's like the size of a, one of the little medicine cups. Yeah, that's about yeah. But there's a piece of bread. Yeah, in there and too. then it's like a top on it, and piece of bread, and like it's sealed off on top. So you got the bread on top of the. Yeah, it's kind of a lot going on there. Pr- pretty, whoever invented that did a. They're making a lot of money right solid. now. Yeah. As, as churches are needing, you know, different kind of supplies. All right. Learn something new today here on Thunder and Lightning. All right, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Get your rumblings, questions into us. If you're if you're angry and you know it, let us know. If you're angry and you know it, tweet at us. If you're angry and, and you, you know, know it, tweet at us. us. If you're angry and you know it, it and your you really will, I was going to say, then your tweets will surely show it. Your tweets it. will surely show it. If you're angry and, and you, you know it, tweet, tweet at us. I could probably come up with a second <laughs> verse, but let's just not worry about that. Talk to you tomorrow. For Joel T. Coleman, <laughs> I'm Brian Adad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. This is it. Mississippi Media Production.